Welcome to this edition of Brave Hearts, where we hope to increase your awareness and understanding of what homelessness looks like and some of the many organizations working on solutions to improve the homeless crisis. We are your hosts, William Wallace and Betty Louise, and these are the Brave Hearts. everybody to another episode of Brave Hearts. I am sitting here in the Sierra Roots office with Paul Cogley and it's really good to have you here Paul. Well thanks for having me. So I always like to start off my story catching with your story and how you felt compelled to work with homeless people and got involved in Sierra Roots. Well first time I worked with homeless people was about 15 years ago. I was working in New York City uh, at a nonprofit for affordable housing. And I realized I lived across the street from a homeless shelter that was very discreet. It was in a church basement. The homeless folks arrived in the evening and they left early in the morning. And they actually went unnoticed. This is a shelter that had been going on for about 30 years. So I introduced myself and became a volunteer there and I volunteered there for about five years. My commitment was to spend a, one night a month at the homeless shelter, and that's how I got started. Can you think back to what compelled you to do that? I was in my 50s, and I, yes, and, and that has, is meaningful because I think as I was getting older at that point, crossing the threshold of middle age into times that, that are coming ahead, I became more aware of how I wanted to live and I'm Catholic. I knew that practicing acts of corporal charity was a real important part of living the Catholic philosophy that I was familiar with. That opportunity that just opened up in front of me seemed like a way to to do something that I hadn't been doing so much of in my life. We get so hung up on our lives, which is natural, raising children and careers and the rest of it. It's not often we think, oh, hey, I think I'll spend an evening at a homeless shelter. But it does start to cross your mind. So you were getting older and you were reflecting on your faith and who you really wanted to be as a person mm-hmm. and then there was this discreet homeless shelter right across the street. Wow, mm. that's fascinating that they had it so discreet that you didn't even know it was there. It worked really well. There was a whole network of small shelters that had been built in New York City around about 30 years ago and they were operating in church basements. Later on, after the reason why that commitment and that Uh, volunteer opportunity ended was because those shelters were closed in a consolidation move that the city did. So it was a wonderful program. I think it really worked well. I learned a lot. And now you're back in Nevada City and you are very involved with Sierra Roots. So what had that happen? Well, I was here and I didn't know what the next chapter would bring coming back to Nevada City where where I had lived before. I had a uh, career here as the Nevada City City Planner for seven years, but that had been a few years earlier. It was again that went to St. Canis and uh, one Sunday and Janice O'Brien gave a little talk afterwards. I just went up to her afterwards and introduced myself and said I'm, I'm available to volunteer and that was about two and a half years ago. Well and since then you have gotten very deeply involved in <laughs> yes, <I laughs> the effort uh-huh. and very recently you were heading up this program called the Hearth Program 
I guess that's an acronym. Is that right? It, it is, but please don't ask me okay. what it is. But it's a, hearth I, says it all, though. I yeah, think the word hearth. Just to try to balance the reality of, of what's out there and, and what's going on, like those great success stories. But what else did you see going on there? Because, you know, we need to also look at that stuff. So lots of lessons to learn. Reality check is that this is a, a population that has many vulnerabilities. Some of them became drug users after they became homeless. Some of them became homeless because they were drug users. That's a big issue. There has to still be boundaries and uh, codes of conduct, uh, behavioral-based uh, codes of conduct. Very recently, you were heading up this program called the HEARTH program. I guess that's an acronym, is that right? It, it is, but please don't ask okay. me what it is. But okay. it's a, HEARTH right. says it all though. I yeah, think the word HEARTH. HEARTH. And so the HEARTH program was a program that had homeless people get some shelter at the Northern Queen Motel. And you were overseeing that whole program. So can you just outline how the program worked for people that were really not aware that it was even happening? The genesis of it came from the response by the Nevada County to the COVID situation, and also an important case that happened last December, which was called shorthand is the Boise case. The Boise case does affect how law enforcement deals with, with the homeless. The, the judge in that case basically said you cannot arrest somebody for being on the streets assuming they have a legal place to go. I'm, I'm giving you some background on this. Yeah. That resulted in the Sugarloaf operation when the city of Nevada City wanted to remove people from their property on Sugarloaf Mountain due to complaints and reasonable fears of the neighbors, fire dangers, and so forth. So from that operation, they offered the homeless people a legal place to go, which was a motel for 30 days. And that grew into being a program in where the homeless people that had been campers who were transitioning out of camping met with case managers and worked on plans to find permanent homes or at least do the preliminary things they needed to do in order to set themselves up for, for that. Uh, medical needs, driver's licenses, real IDs, those type of things. It's also a response to COVID because non-congruent care was not an option in the COVID era. So the motel rooms became, became uh, something that, that the county looked real close at. After Sugarloaf operation, which began in June and, and went on midway through July, the county then had some additional CARES money for the COVID homelessness situation in, in, during the COVID era. And Thus came Hearth. Hearth was a way to build upon the experience of Sugarloaf operation. Before we get into the Hearth experience, what came out of that? What were the learnings that came out of the Sugarloaf experiment? Many things came out of that. For one thing, it was an amazing thing to see how coming out of the stress and trauma of camping and homelessness to a motel room, you have a place that's yours again. It has a amazing effect. It's pretty uh, intuitive that you would start relaxing and you would start feeling more at ease with yourself. And also you would start thinking about your future, thinking about what comes next and what can I do to help myself. That's a real key thing. I heard from one Sugarloaf participant who said, you know, for two years I was thinking of going into rehab while I was camping, but it was only while I was at the motel that I decided this is the time to get it done. 
And so that decision was made. He went into rehab. So it inspired people to move into things that maybe they thought about but just didn't have the wherewithal, the stamina. I really can't imagine what it's like to camp out mm. every night. So now tell us about the hearth program. It started on November 2nd. It lasted for 60 days, which was uh, pretty much towards the end of the year. And January 1st was when it was officially closed. Pierre Roots was the manager. Also participating in very big ways was the Nevada County's home team of case managers and the hospitality house case manager folks. And hospitality house provided the meals. And we had a special room we called the resource room so that the participants could engage with case managers. And it became quite a, uh, as you can see, six, it was 60 days, twice as long as Sugarloaf. One of the lessons of Sugarloaf was it felt like they were just getting started when it was over as far as getting the work done. Thank you for joining us today. Our hope is this segment has opened your heart and mind. Be well and be kind. This project was made possible with support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Please visit calhum.org.